Thank you for listening to this talk produced by the Art Gallery of South Australia.
your body is simply up for worship. And I remember that Tim, I think it was the first week of worship, I saw Andrew coming out of the back thinking, Someone from Google, I'll tell you. But it, it struck me at that moment that I wasn't just looking at a photographic self-portrait. I was looking at something that was also performative and kind of in and with time. And I was deeply aware of the cultural connections immediately, both to kind of Western forms of representat- representing the female body, but also cultural connections back to Samoa kind of saw those things happening together. Can you just talk to us a little bit about how the early works, and you've just described so beautifully your studies, starting with painting, then thinking and sculpture, how your early works in a way were very, um, were welcoming such opponents for, for a way of working now? It's really interesting because Christiane has been really productive for me in terms of making new works. I'm currently making a new work and thinking about the, my career and what this particular work means for me in particular in terms of the growth of my voice. And I think it's walking the walk that you were talking about. So with walking the walk, it's um, a self-portrait where the camera's on the ground and I'm
thing comes with it, and then come back. So you think the gifts emerge in that kind of vulnerability. And in, in fact, if you stand on the eastern side, which I had the honor of doing two nights ago, you'll actually see the figures also reflected. It's one of the great things about projections. You, you see it reflected in the water in this room. I'm, I'm curious about this. I'm really curious about double consciousness and the idea of the gaze and the idea of the feminine. One of the reasons, just as a, a brief anecdote, one of the reasons that we knew we had to work with that Angela TFT over this project is because we wanted to think about the notion of a kind of, we wanted to rebut, if you like, a Western frame of the exotic and of representation. So we were doing our own double think here at ANZA, and we haven't openly told you this really, but we were, we, but we were kind of thinking about three colours, and look, we knew we would have the exhibition downstairs, an exhibition which, you know, is, is achieving extraordinary visitations. 27,000 people, I think it was, 1,27,400, incredible like that, in one week. Having said that, the last time we did a projection on the front of the building, we had 700,000 people see it. So get ready for Angela Tiatia, Adelaide. My Instagram is Angela Tiatia. <laughs> That's right. And so we knew we had to free that. And we were really interested in the way that Frida would lean in to her Mexican heritage. She had, you know, mixed heritage. She had German ancestry, Spanish ancestry, and Mexican ancestry. And she would lean into her Mexican identity performatively, in fact. She would often kind of dramatize, if you like, and perform in that Mexico identity. She would consciously embrace some of the tropes, I suppose, that sometimes in the 21st century we kind of feel a little bit awkward in touching. And I immediately thought, from the south, our job is at the outside of the south Australia is to see from the south, to think about things differently. I started to think about my parents and I started to think about artists who were, who were working with some of those ideas. And I had seen the piece that was made into for the Art Gallery of New South Wales in response to the Matisse show, which is another interesting form of framing for context, right? Matisse's kind of objectification and representation of women is a really interesting kind of counterpoint, and I imagine that that's what the Art Gallery of New South Wales is trying to do with contemporary, contemporary artists, is to undo some of that representation of that society. So thinking about your work, thinking about Carlo's fruit and flowers and all of those influences as, as something which is happening in this part of the world and then pulling it down to the south and thinking about what it would mean for you here, and your work seemed to be absolutely the clarion talking about bringing it back to aesthetic theory and thinking about Frida Kahlo's pieces about rotating Mexican films about indigenous Mexican ideas I think this is this is really amazing about aesthetic theory because it can relate to materiality and materiality affects artists of course mm -hmm. as well as how far back the body of culture mm -hmm. back of lineage the relationship with lineage that they go and so
left because the bridge was so open and um, I was responding to the small friends that we had at Matus had made while he was in Kuala Indonesia and it's actually it was on display at the same time that his show was on as well as mine and the thing that really got me about this film sculpted was the depiction of mercy in such a different way that she was on her knees or she is on her knees clenching her back and she's got her armpit up and she's like being really um, active and quite um, I was imagining all the time quite a um, what do you call it like a quite a active and sort of agency yeah assertive assertive yeah
it's eight minutes long. And so having the time having to cut the work down to about five minutes, but also having so many layers of um, items to work with. So I've kind of got the columns and then I've got the side panels. But, but for the side panels and activating those, right? Yeah. Yeah. So how do I activate those? And um, I think it just took a lot of um, thinking space to pull apart. The good thing about being in Bloom Garage with the pearl is that they are bits that you can literally drag out of your house. So I just had to think of it that way where they're just objects in space that you can't get out mm. and then reinvent the way that they work back in mm. um, kind of reflect to the facade of the building mm. and also kind of reflect to your regular work. Mm. So there was a lot of negotiating in the work the building and once we got to a really good place I think we got to a beautiful place it's extraordinary and I think collaboration has really really underpinned the beautiful sort of canopy to, to work in that um, expansive space you see that in this show but you certainly see it you see our OPR it's incredible it's one of the most gigantic supersized pearls I think here you see it with many of the artists who had collaborated working quite long and hard but to produce the work um, and I've just seen for instance Nadia Hernandez who painting shows at Sotheby's and got a great representation of her work over here sculpted that's the work that's on the on the white wall here but she just opened a painting show Zachariah Fielding's works here are clearly works that were part of a paper search called Gremlin using egg as the paint but his work is hardly opened in Australia in New South Wales it won the Wu Prize and it's a more traditional canvas is what you can see a painting directed on canvas JB's former JB's work that was downstairs as part of the last Adelaide Biennial and JB's work in Free State was a performative work where he captured himself jogging as part of a, a, a kind of supersized paint. I think um, in terms of where things are right here, right now, what's kind of next for you? What, what are you working on and where might this experience Thank you. 
generosity, I think, the gift of making the work. I think that I, I, it's a nice point to finish up on in the sense that this is an exhibition. It's a class, but it's also an exhibition that I think really communicates that spirit of generosity and bravery for artists to submit a work, right, and to not be bound by material specifications or to think about a work that's recent. The work has to have been made in the last 12 months, and hence it's kind of untested. Um, that's very different to the way other prizes and exhibitions work when you've had a, a long time to look back at a work. These works are mostly here being seen for the very first time. Yes, and I think what I really love about that point to make now is the vulnerability um, that the person that I was talking about in this exhibition can feel the person um, becoming transcendent in this in a way with in my breathing because that's what I'm feeling compressed by it and that um, I think what makes a difference too is the collaborative nature in that it's not only between within the artist makers and whomever that they may work with and within their practice but also the collaborative nature between artists and the institution that's what I'm feeling that's a really, really lovely thing to acknowledge and I'd like to further acknowledge that because these works are untested. A lot happens in the space and that is an unusual thing, particularly for a prize contest. Works that come in, into being, they're a bit like Venus. They're, they're born again and, and again and again. <laughs> so they're, they're born of this kind of creative seed every single time we stage an exhibition and our team, I think, are becoming... Um, stronger and stronger and clearer and clearer in our commitment as an institution in, in giving ideas a platform. So that's a great note to finish on. Can't wait to see your work again tonight and tomorrow night and the next night and the next night. <laughs> yeah, so great. And so wonderful to have you in the house. Angela was here to give the work the final tick of approval about a week or so ago. So it's nice that you'll get a chance not just to see the work. I know when I, last year, when we had Vincent Namajira's work, the biggest joy for him was in looking at others looking, just to, to see the sheer joy of people um, experiencing and, and acknowledging your great talents. So can you please join me in congratulating and thanking Angela Tiatia? Thank you so much for seeing me and for holding me.